0: Hey, welcome to Real Talk. So, Joe, you grew up in Jersey, right? Amen. So, when I think of Jersey, I think of tough guys. Like, are you a
1: tough guy? <laughs> I don't think so. It's that, not like, why do you think of a tough guy? I don't know. It's a Jersey, Jersey, like,
0: give me my money or I'll break your thumbs. You know, like that kind <laughs> of thing. bada boom Hey, how you doing? That's what I think of Jersey. I don't think I'm a tough guy. Of course, right. I'm
1: actually kind of sensitive.
0: So, the whole sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Do you buy into that?
1: I don't think so. No. No, I I can get my feelings bruised rather easily, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that something as simple as words
0: can can hurt us? Yeah, sure. So there's all kinds of cliches that people say to you. Like maybe if you're going through something difficult, so there's some kind of crisis or tragedy, people will try and say something encouraging to you, but often it kind of comes out wrong and it actually hurts you worse, right? So like like don't worry, God's still in control or, you know, this is all part of God's plan or or God works in mysterious ways, which by the way, is not in the Bible. It was in like some poem from 200 years ago. <laughs> so have you ever had a time where somebody tried to encourage
1: you, but maybe it hurt you? Yeah. I mean, people just talk way too much, especially when they're trying to say something encouraging. Sometimes it's just like, Wait, you thought that would be encouraging, but really you said something really stupid and really hurtful? I have tons of experience with this. One of the things that fascinates me is death, the worst case situations, and people who are trying to comfort other people. I mean, I've had people that they lost their spouse, and at the funeral, people are saying, oh, don't worry, you'll get another one. It's like, are you... Kidding me? Right. You're gonna say to someone who just lost their husband or their wife, "Don't worry, right? You'll get another one." Is that the right way to handle the situation? And they're probably trying to be encouraging or something, but it doesn't come
0: out that way, right? No, I don't. Yeah, I think.
1: Man. Words six and stones. What's the phrase? Yeah. Six and stones will break, break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Words that when you're trying to comfort somebody that are yeah. stupid are incredibly hurtful. Yeah, I remember
0: um, when my when my oldest daughter got sick, somebody told us, Well, this is all part of God's plan. And I just remember thinking, that's a horrible thing to say. Like you the God that I worship, he wanted this. No, that's not true at all. In fact, it's it's hurtful and really bad theologically, right? But we say those things to try and, I guess, make people feel better, make
1: them think there's hope, like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost filler material. Like It's Mm -hmm. almost like you don't know what to say, but you think you should say something. Something. So you blurt out something like... God works in mysterious ways. Like this is not mysterious at all. This sucks right. right now, and it's really hard for me. And this isn't mysterious. This is hurtful. And when you say that, it's like you're making it worse. I think one of the things the Bible says that's fascinating. Uh, I don't even know where. Maybe it isn't a Bible thing. We'll <laughs> have to it's an look old it up, poem, but we'll look it up <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But no, uh, where words are many, sin is not absent. Yeah, it's like sometimes we're just saying a lot. And then we wonder why we say things that are hurtful or even sinful. Mm-hmm. Like, just shut up. Mm-hmm.
0: I think maybe one of the worst things we can say is attach someone's circumstance to their spirituality, their journey. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you just need to have faith. And it's like, no, this circumstance is horrible. It has nothing to do with my faith at all. It just hurts. Mm-hmm. And it hurts me that you would say that because it's suggesting I don't have yeah. enough faith or something. Yeah, instead of just
1: maybe weeping with people, right. crying with people.
0: So so let me ask you, do you think the Bible has anything to
1: say about this and how we encourage people and how we can use words? Well, you know, you look at the example of Job and you go, you could see his friends instead of just listening and loving. If you read the book of Job, you find Job is caught in these incredibly difficult, painful situations of loss and discouragement, and tragedy, and he's got some friends that are just These like heaping, yeah. like more crap on him. It's right. like, dude, just shut up, I think Job, said, Job, says, <laughs> Job, Job says. Job says that Job, sometimes or, too. Just shut up and sit and weep with me. Yeah. Like, Why do you have to say anything? Just weep with me. I think what's fascinating is Psalm 34, where the Bible says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted." Mm-hmm. Psalm 34, 18. Sometimes I think what people need when they're going through difficulty is just someone who's going to be close to them, not going to lecture them, not going to quote a verse to them. Someone who's going to grieve with them, cry with them, be close to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the comforting thing that we can do when someone's going through something difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I, so, uh, Ephesians 4 verse 29 just sticks out to me. It says, uh, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. And then it, this little phrase, yeah. according to their needs. I think sometimes we speak because it makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. Like if I can say something to console you, that's going to make me feel better. But a lot of times you don't need me to console you. Like You just need me to shut up. Or, or maybe it's a, one or two words instead of a hundred words mm-hmm. that I want to say. It's according to their needs needs yep. and also that it would benefit those who listen so if i don't have anything to say that's you know kind in that moment or encouraging in that moment that's really going to lift them I mean, up if it's just going to make me feel better the bible says i'm not really supposed
1: to say anything yeah, for sure and and maybe that's it it's knowing people well enough to know what they need and saying what they need so it doesn't mean that i'm not going to quote a verse or i'm not going to sure. talk about the goodness and the providence and the sovereignty of god but knowing people enough to say the right thing at the right time in the dosing that they need versus just spouting off because we don't know what to say and we think a good Christian should say these things, yeah. like, no, a good Christian should love someone enough to go, according to their needs, I'm gonna say something.
0: So James talks about that the, the tongue is so, it's so powerful, Like it's like a spark that can set a whole forest on fire. And so when I think of speaking in those terms, I'm often like, okay, do I even need to speak Mm -hmm. at all? Maybe I don't say anything. Maybe the most powerful thing I could do is just go hug someone. Uh, You know, the other thing that I, I always I hear people say is, hey, I'm here for you. And I know they're well meaning, but that's like, hey, I'm over here for you. When you get to me, then I'll come for you. It's like I think we need to have more
1: of an attitude of, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Yes, with it's, you. it's a very different thing, yep. right? And especially when people are going through grief, if you wait for them to ask you to come near, yeah. if you're like, okay, I'm grieving. I'm going through something really difficult. I'm going to ask, wait to somebody. at No, you're close enough that you respond to someone's needs. Come alongside them, love them, serve them, do acts of kindness and shut up. Don't give them a lecture. On what they need to do next, love them enough to anticipate what they need, serve their needs, see and serve, and maybe just say you're sorry a lot. Man, I'm going to cry with people instead of coming off with lectures and verses and
0: Christianese. Okay, so if there's something that we could say, we want to be encouraging to people in the midst of some crisis or whatever...
1: What, what instruction would you give us? What, what could we say to them? Yeah, I think when somebody's struggling, the best thing you can say to them is, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your struggle. I'm sorry that you're doubting that God is present. I'm sorry. And if I'm going to add anything more, I might just say something simple as, I'm sorry you're struggling, and I'm confident God cares about you. And leave it at that. No preaching. Wait for a second conversation. Look for a third conversation to say a little bit more. But just say as little as possible and give somebody a hug. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I feel a difficult conversation should be handled. And I
0: think if you keep it simple like that, what you find is that people appreciate that so much that when they're ready to talk and they need more yeah, exactly they'll come back to you Absolutely. and they're not going to feel like you're going to run them over Absolutely. with preaching cool cool hey if you have missed any of our why church sermon series that we've been in check it out on our website on our youtube channel and of course keep tuning in to our real talk videos do you want to defend new jersey because i've Kind of heard it's like the armpit of the Northeast?
1: No way, it's the garden state, it's the greatest state. Jersey and you, perfect together. Sure it is. See you next time.